Hey everybody, it's Christina Caramo and welcome to It's Solid Food. So I want to first say thank you, mama. Now I know you guys are wondering like, wait a second, is this an entire episode dedicated to her mother? Yes, it is an entire episode dedicated to my mother, but not in the way you might expect. But aren't moms great? I want to thank my mom this episode because she taught me to question everything. Seriously. My mother taught me to question everything. And that might have been a bit of a nuisance while I was a teenager, shall we say. But boy, did it pay off. My mother not just only told me to question everything, but never be myopic in how I see things. You never just see things as you see them. You have to look at everything that possibly could be connected to something to get a full understanding. To me, too many folks are absolutely myopic. They have absolutely no idea what's going on in the world, and they are happily walking into the slaughterhouse. And not only are they happily walking into the slaughterhouse, they will fight you for trying to help them not die. Hmm, what are we going to talk about? Well, I will get there. I'm Christina Caramel, and now it's time for some solid food. apologetics, culture, and politics. So guys, what am I talking about? As I mentioned in the introduction, that I was thinking my mother. Because my mom growing up, she always taught me to question everything. Question everything. Don't just go along with something. If somebody tell you something, find out why. Why are you telling me this? Why do you want me to do this? And what are you not telling me about the story? So that has created a fairly suspicious person who overanalyzes everything, however, has been to my advantage because I am not saying that I'm the smartest person in the world. There are definitely some things that I'm wrong about simply because I'm human and I'm not perfect. However, I am not bamboozled by the world around me. And too many folks, as I've talked about on the show before, have no clue of what's happening. They have no clue that they are living in a pre-organized reality has been set up in order to make them function in a particular way, like the Truman Show almost, if I'm thinking about it, Koei. It's like their whole reality is structured on falsehoods and a lie in order to manipulate their behavior. And I'm going to talk about four issues that are really important that we need to be aware of. One is a little bit different, but it's still important. Um, but it's, it's, they all tie into the fact that most people have absolutely no idea what's happening in our world. And it's because they follow the mainstream media. Now, this is not going to be an episode about how evil that mainstream media is per se, but it's going to be about how your thoughts are being manipulated. Your behavior is being manipulated. You are being told what to think. And then people say, yeah, we know they're lying to us, but you turn to those same media sources to inform you. So if a media entity is committed to forming your opinion, I mean, everybody is trying to influence your opinion. I mean, that's why I do this show. I do the show and hopefully, hopefully to influence people's opinion. Um, but I am not an, an, uh, a, I'm an opinion person. I am a, a, a talking head. I hate to use that term. It sounds bad, but I mean, I am, I'm a, I'm an, I'm a pundit. However, our media sources are supposed to be objective journalists and their job is to provide us unbiased information and let us 
decide for ourselves. That comes from also our educational institutions to just provide us with sheer information and then let us draw our own conclusions. But that is not what's happening. And that is the most dangerous thing that's happening in our society right now. You know, the media will like to make you think that it's Donald Trump who's out to get you. It's Donald Trump who's a threat. But this is the same media who lies to us constantly and constantly shields us from hearing certain things in order to... It's like it's like with, with horses, okay? So with the horse, they put blinders on the side of the horse's eyes. And the reason why that's done is that way the horse will only look in certain directions. Because if the, the horse looks to the side, it might get distracted and go another way. So what the media does is they work um, uh, just tirelessly to keep blinders on the American people to get us all looking one way. That way they can control and manipulate our behavior. And this goes on at the highest levels. So I'm going to start actually the episode with the most egregious of all. And that is Merriam-Webster. Merriam-Webster, you're like, Merriam-Webster, the dictionary company? Yes. We have a fight over words in our society. We have a fight over words. Because when you change the definition of words, then that means that you can control the way people think. Because if I use a word and you use a word, and if I say, no, that's what the word means, then that's going to change the way you speak, the way you use the word, and how we use words dictate how we think because that's how we think. We think in words and picture. We think in what we believe to be actually going on or we, we have a connection with words and reality. A perfect example of this is gender. You know, we want to divorce gender from sex. And so the whole goal of divorcing gender from sex and saying that gender is simply a social construct, that gives credence and credibility to the transgender argument. However, I totally reject that definition. Because if I accept that definition, then by default, I have to accept that gender is something that can change. And that transgenderism is a normal thing to do because it's just a social construct. But when you keep gender and sex attached, then that acknowledges that people cannot just change. You are either male or female. That's not something that's malleable. However, you have definitions like with race, um, racism, excuse me, how groups like uh, um, the left want to say that race, racism isn't just me being prejudiced or discriminating at people based on their ethnicity. It has to be prejudice plus power. So again, there's a fight to constantly change the definitions and change the meaning of words in order to control the language, therefore to control the way you think. Folks, that's the most fundamental breach on our freedom is mind control. Because the, the nature of a free society, the nature of a free society is for there to be a free exchange of thoughts and information. That way we can make certain decisions based on our own accord. But if I only allow you to have certain thoughts and only allow you to consume certain information, then I, I'm, you are my slave. So what am I talking about? Well, here we go. So during the uh, confirmation hearing for Amy Comey Barrett, um, 
she was asked a question about sexual preference or whatever, about uh, homosexuality or LGBT people. And they love to ask conservatives these questions about, will you discriminate against people? Like, we're all just, who can I discriminate against next? Uh, you know? And so she said, I would never discriminate against anyone based on their sexual preference. So the senator from Hawaii, whose name I forgot and I simply don't care to remember, um, she said, oh, well, that's offensive to say sexual preference. That implies that people choose who they're sexually attracted to. As we know, that's an immutable characteristic. <sighs> Folks, there's several things wrong with the idea that sexual people's sexual orientation is not a preference and our sexual attraction is an immutable characteristic because that logical conclusion will necessarily include pedophilia. That logical conclusion will necessarily say that adults who are sexually attracted to children, that's totally not healthy and normal and safe. It's just that's how they were born. That How can you say that same-sex attraction and, or opposite-sex attraction is a result of our hard wiring? However, um, that one isn't. Then why is that one not? If sexual attraction is, is sheer DNA or sheer hard wiring, then that's going to necessarily include all sexual proclivities and behaviors. But we won't get off into that. That's a massive problem. And pedophilia will be normalized in our society. Just wait. Just wait. It's happening as we speak, as a matter of fact. Um, but uh, it's going to happen on a mass scale, and a whole lot of folks are going to be defending it. Just watch. But nevertheless, they, uh, Merriam-Webster, in real time, in real time, folks, changes the definition of preference in real time this week folks they changed in real time to break for the to include in the definition that using the word preference in context with someone's sexual orientation is offensive and so when Miriam webster was called out on it they said oh well well you know if we don't control it we don't own the english language um, we don't control the English language. We just report as society changes. Who determines that? What if I determine that the word preference is offensive in general and should be stricken from the English language? What if I just, Christina Crown would just decide, I don't like the word preference. In fact, I don't like the word, I don't know, booger. So let's get rid of it. It can't, you can't be using the English language. I don't like it. Like, no, you're saying that a certain group of people do control the English language. But for you to say that that's offensive to say preference, no, it's not. Before, and then two, it would have been one thing if they changed it like, I don't know, six months ago or six months from now. But for them to change it in real time after the hearing, at like the same day, shows how the left is influencing so much of society to the point where they're now trying to change language. The words we can and cannot use, the context in which we can use words, and the very meaning of words themselves. Again, and that will control how we think. Folks, that is dangerous on a whole nother level. And oftentimes, many of us have been trying to warn people about the left and liberals and the things that they do. And people will think that we're just like paranoid and we're just like over-exaggerating and we're just, oh, you guys are just so ridiculous. Oh, it's not that serious. Oh, they're not that terrible. There is no conspiracy. Oh, you guys are ridiculous. But then as time progresses 
and we and, and I almost feel like sometimes I'm a broken record because I you know it's so funny when I work to create my episodes I say to myself well I don't want to keep talking about the same things there's so much to talk about in life like some I, I want to get to the point like where every like once a month it's like just an offbeat topic like it's just something totally random that I just find interesting it could be like a a new recipe or anything and the reason why I'm saying that I'm interested in so many things I am I remember when I um got my got my undergraduate degree and a friend of mine put me in touch with a man who works in media because I my dream since I was a little girl is to have my own show and he was like well what are you going to have your show what are you going to talk about I said I don't know I said I like a lot of things and he's like well you got to pick something Christina and I'm like how I'm interested in so much um but the thing about it is is I like to talk about a lot of different topics, even if it's the same, if, even if it's the same general subjects. You know, I talk about apologetic, Christian apologetics, culture and politics. But even if it's the same three subjects, but I would like to talk, talk about a bunch of different topics in the same subject. Because there's so many topics to cover in those three. But I feel like I keep going back to the same thing because it's only getting worse. And, and I feel like God wants me to just try to warn people as much as I can to fight back and to be aware to that way you and your family won't get brainwashed. And then that way, the more of us who aren't brainwashed, we can fight back. And I don't mean literally like with our fists. I mean like through disseminating information and through how we vote and through how we teach our kids. Our most powerful weapons against this is through what our dollar and our vote. So like recently, I'll get to the next story in a minute. I just recently signed up for Parlor, and I'm going to, I'm deciding how I'm going to do it because one of the things is when you're trying to disseminate information to people, you want to go to where most people are. And the problem is that most people are on Facebook. And so when you have most people are on Facebook and on Twitter, it makes it really hard for people to say, well, I'm going to break away from these social media platforms because how else am I going to get my information out to all these people? But the reality is that we really don't have a choice because if we keep the, latching ourselves to these out these these platforms who are who are determined to censor us, then that's silly because it's only going to get worse. They're not going to get any better. They're, they're only going to get worse. And to, to kind of bite off of Ben Shapiro, like he says, the stuff that they're censoring is the predicate. The stuff they're, they're censoring is the predicate. The subject is the censorship. And, and now the subject is you. You know, when I talk about President Trump, I think President Trump is awesome. I think he's a great president. And a lot of people, again, they get so caught up in his personality. And I feel like, if you're still talking about his personality, you are simple as hell. Oh, shouldn't have said that. Whoops, boops. Shouldn't have said that. Sorry, folks. But you are simple. And, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to leave that in there. And I'm going to tell you why. Because that is not why we elect politicians. We do not elect politicians to be our friends, to be our buddies, to hold our hands, to tell us that they like our hairstyles. We elect politicians for one reason. And that one reason is policy. That's it. Nothing else matters. I elect politicians for one reason on one reason only. And that's to enact good policy that's going to improve the quality of my community and our nation as a whole. That's it. So everything else is totally secondary. And to me, a, a sidebar. But you got grown people, adults, still talking about decorum and 
he needs to be more presidential. I'm like, that makes people have to have y'all fake. Come on, Holy Ghost. Help me don't, don't say a bad word. Please help me not say a bad word. Y'all, y'all are so fake. Most people are so fake. Like you really want a rotten to the core politician who has evil policy, harmful policy, because they're nice and have decorum. You have to be a fool. A plum. Holy Ghost. He told me to change the subject before I accidentally say a really bad cuss word. I just can't. I just can't. I can't. What is wrong with people? So to make that point, this whole business with the New York Post article regarding Hunter Biden. Now, the, the interesting part isn't the article about Hunter Biden. The article basically confirms what we all knew, that the vice president office was for sale under the Obama administration, that not only was the vice president office for sale, but also the secretary of state with Hillary Clinton. We knew that with the whole thing with um, selling our uranium, 20% of our uranium going to Russia, all kind of stuff. It was just ridiculous. And the media, and it's like, People didn't care, like, but President Trump is mean. He says things. But Hillary Clinton is literally robbing our nation and has done all types of horrible things, exploited the people of Haiti after an, a, death, a horrible earthquake. We should care about her robbing our nation, exploiting Haiti, and selling 20% of our uranium to Russia, who we're supposed to fear all so much. That should not be our concern. It's because Trump said mean things. I mean, what are you guys, five? So anyway, the New York Post basically um, did an article about these leaked emails regarding um, regarding Hunter Biden saying like, hey, you can come talk to my guy who was his dad, the vice president. And he was talking to, I believe it was the CEO of Burisma. And, or he either was talking to the CEO of Burisma or talking to someone else about setting up the meeting between his dad and the CEO of Burisma, who was paying Hunter Biden, who is like a drug addict and a derelict, and paying him all this money. And basically, Joe Biden was in charge of Ukraine policy. So his drug addict son, who also received like $25 million for and, and tied to a sex trafficking ring from the former mayor of Moscow's wife. Let's not forget that. And he was getting money to sit on the board for this company when he had no qualifications, while his father was the head of Ukrainian policy. And this prosecutor was investigating Burisma, the same company that Hunter Biden was sitting on the board for. And Joe Biden's over Ukraine policy. He's getting all this money from these Eastern European countries. And it's like, okay, so basically they're paying Hunter. Joe's getting some of the money for Joe to give favorable policy to um, Ukraine and also to get U.S. money. And so Joe Biden bragged on camera to, to people saying the guy, Victor Pashenko, like, I told them to fire him. Because this was the prosecutor that was investigating Burisma. So I told them to fire him. And, or they're not going to get the $1 billion. And they fired him. So he was siphoning money. It was just really corrupt. So this is something. This man was trying to be president of the United States. This is kind of stuff we need to know. So, and it's like these pictures of Hunter Biden, like with a crack pipe in his mouth. This is just really crazy. But like Bishop Hero said, that is the predicate that's just giving you information so you can understand the subject which is these social media companies who censored the story who would not let people share the story and not and not only did they not let people share the story 
they also went so far as to block the New York Post Twitter account. And so they say, until you take the story down, we're going to keep you blocked. So now the tech giants are really out in the open. They don't even give a crap being the henchmen for the Democratic Party and leftist politicians. And this is going on globally. Because I know a young woman I met personally, somebody from, from a fellowship program I was a part of, from Norway, who messaged me. She got off Facebook. She's off Facebook. And she like messaged me a while ago saying they were having the same problems. So leftists globally are having... It's, I had, I've spent a, uh, one episode explaining globalism. Because when we try to war, warn people about the push for a global government, they will call you crazy. They will say you're like Alex Jones and try to run you out of town. But the receipts, the evidence is just so overwhelming of the push to do this stuff. The, it, it is absolutely overwhelming. It's like, don't call me crazy because I said what I said. Ask me what is my evidence for what I said. That's my thing. If you like, if you think what I'm saying is crazy, I'm going to provide you with the evidence. I don't just say things, and you guys don't know me personally. I've only been doing this show for two months. I don't just say things for no reason. If I say something, it's because I have some evidence behind what I say. And my evidence comes from a primary source. What you have to understand is the difference between primary and secondary sources. Like, <clears throat> if somebody say, this is what this means, I want to know precisely what that person said. I don't want to know what somebody else said they said. I want to go right to the horse's mouth, read their writings. Like, when I talk about Marxism, the episode I made a few weeks back, almost maybe like a month ago, about Marxism, I didn't say... Well, so-and-so said this about Marx. What did I do? I put right on the screen for all of y'all to see actual images of the book Communist Manifesto. So you can see exactly what Karl Marx himself said. So there's no saying, oh, you don't really understand. No, this is his book. He said what he said. Read it for yourself. And so uh, the same is true here. I believe in presenting you guys with a primary source. Not what so-and-so told me. So nevertheless, <clears throat> the New York Post, um, they, they're like, they're, they're keeping their article up. And then they ran a second article today talking about how they got censored. And so one of the reasons that this is such a problem, because now, like Ben Shapiro had pointed out on his episode, and I'm going to play a snippet from his episode, he pointed out that these tech companies need to start following, like, they, they, you guys are campaigners. You got you to gotta pay up. Y'all need to y'all need to function as such and file as such because you are no longer platforms. You're political operatives. To say that you want to censor a story out of fear that it may hurt Joe Biden, and 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 this is where logic comes in. This is why I have such little respect for the intelligence of most people. I truly do. The older I get, I see some of times why my mom is the way she is when it comes to people. Seriously, because logic should tell you. Okay, here are so many instances where social media outlets censor information. So when these social media outlets who a guy, one of the fact checkers for, I mean, the fact checkers are a board member for Facebook is a former Democratic operative. Let's not leave that off. But when all these, comp these people are censoring information, these are the same people that are telling me who's good and who's bad and what policy I support support that should lead me to believe that they're not objective and that's fine the thing about it is I, 
I am objective, but I am, I, hey, I'm open. Y'all know I'm a Christian. I'm a conservative. So that's how I feel to my worldview. I'm not going to sit on here and lie. I'm not going to prov uh, uh, provide you with false information. But however, the analysis that I give on subjects is going to be from a Christian perspective and from a politically conservative perspective. So, so, but I'm upfront about that. I don't present myself as a hard news journalist. I don't present myself as such. So you guys know what you're getting when you listen to my show. However, these platforms, they present themselves as something that they are not. And, and the free flow of information has liberated the American people and like never before. And I don't know how much misinformation has been shown down our throats before the explosion of social media. Because I don't believe this just started happening. I believe a lot of this has been going on for a long time and we just don't know about it. I believe there's so many things that we've been taught throughout the course of our lives for years and years and years that we don't, that is not true. I don't know and I'm not about to go see what 50 years ago we told were false. I'm just going to try to stay relevant to the time and and learn from history. But I, I'm more, you got to understand what I'm saying. I, I just don't know. That's something I won't know. But like a lot of stuff like with FDR and all that, a lot of these guys that were presented as heroes, I mean, he presided over World War II, but as I'm starting to look at more of his domestic policy, it seems like he was pretty awful. You know, but again, a lot of these people we've been taught to romanticize, lots of things are not as they seem. But I'm not going to get off into that. I'm going to stay on topic about social media censorship. And since most people use social media on such a level, it's, it's it's like they understand that, hey, people aren't turning to CNN, MSNBC, and Fox for information. I don't. I mean, I turn to Fox for, like, if I just wanted some quick, some quick just to see what's going on in the, in the, in the ether, in the ether, I might turn them on for a quick second, but I don't really, I don't listen to Fox. The only show I'll sit and watch for a little bit is Tucker Carlson, because he's the only one who talks about things that you don't hear about on a regular 24-hour news cycle. So I want to hear what other, I want to know what's not being talked about. See, those are the real stories. The story isn't what's being talked about. The story is what's not being talked about, what's being concealed from you. I mean, and even like during the coronavirus, the way it was just like these death ticker numbers. And and even my daughter, she's like, well, how did, why do they only show the deaths? They don't ever show recovery. She's like, that kind of shows you everything. And I'm like, she's 12. And you got grown people, people in their 40s and 50s who don't get that. You wonder why world going down. You got a 12-year-old that got more insight than, than people who got grandkids. Anyway, that's the problem. And I know sometimes on my show I may sound like a jerk, but people really need to get it together. Because another example is this with the whole coronavirus. It was so much censorship going on with COVID. So much censorship going on with COVID. Anytime people tell you the science is settled, you need to instantly distrust anything subsequent that comes out that person's mouth. Let me repeat that again. Anytime someone says to you that the science is settled, then anything subsequent that comes out of their mouth, you need to instantaneously dis distrust because science is never settled. Whether the person is operating out of malice or ignorance is of no concern. They're just wrong. The nature of science is inquiry and investigation. Science is never, ever settled. I don't care what the issue is. You're always going to have conflicting opinions. And the goal isn't for us to just be these little puppets and minions for the smart people to tell us what to do and think. 
The goal is for the smartest people in the room to provide information and us to debate it and for them to listen to us and for it to be an exchange. For, for a doctor to tell me something or a nurse or a quote-unquote expert, which I kind of hate that term, but for the second conversation, just so we can understand, I'm using it. But it's for us to exchange information and for me to question them. It is not for me to just do what they say and shut up. That was never the plan. But that's what's happening. And you had doctors come out against the shutdown. You had doctors talking about like hydroxychloroquine. Hydroxychloroquine and... um. And Zeke, and I know a lady personally, personally, who took hydroxychloroquine. You think of a prominent pastor, A.R. Bernard, he had COVID. He took hydroxychloroquine and saved his life. And then there was a state rep in Michigan. She took hydroxychloroquine and saved her life. And she came out like, why are they trying to make it seem like this is a hoax? She was like, I'm a state rep. So I had the power to get it. But what about the everyday person who's not a politician? They just died. And she came out and she met with President Trump. Like The thing is, Karen, Rep. Winston is a Democrat. And she met with President Trump and thanked her. And the Democrats in the state of Michigan censored, censored her. They censored her. they rather people die. See, dead bodies help them. That's why they inflate the COVID numbers. Because they can see Trump is killing people. The economy is doing bad. It's like, again, this is why I don't respect the intelligence of a lot of people. Okay, it was the Democrats who were hollering about, you guys just care about profits over people. Y'all are gross. Then these exact same people turn around, it's because the Republicans' economy is doing bad. Really? Really? Y'all are the ones who want to shut the economy down. We're fighting against it, and then you turn around and complain because the economy is doing bad. And you have grown people who don't seem to get it. Wow. This is amazing to me. This is absolutely amazing to me. How, How can you not see the problem here? Then you had two primary care physicians in California who held a press conference. These weren't just some random people pretending to have lab coats. They had news media in there and everything. And, and the media is biased as they are. They're not going to come out to some doctor's offices for some quacks, just for some random people. These are verified doctors who had a press conference saying every th- the reasons why they objected to the lockdowns. Facebook. YouTube, shut it down. They would not let that video circulate. They shut that video down. They wouldn't let it circulate. It has to be approved by the WHO first. The whole nature of a free exchange of information is for us not to be controlled. The the beauty of a free, the reason why we have the free speech is our First Amendment is because that is how we protect our freedom above everything else. If we can't express and exchange free information, then we are going to have mind control. I don't have, I can control your mind. I don't have to fire a single bullet. I just control the way you think. Now, I always liken it to the movie, The Village. To me, that's like one of the best movies ever. And it was like a ridiculous movie, but it was so powerful and explained so much at the same time. And so just a quick recap, and I'm probably going to reference this movie a lot. 
in the in the time to come. But if you have um, basically what happened was these people they were living in this village, and it was like these monsters that lived in the woods. And so the monsters lived in the wood. They would have people like at posts, like around, and basically to warn a town people when the monsters came. And so they're like, you can't go into the woods because the monsters. So they would have like you would see certain scenes in the movie is like these monsters and people would get injured and all this stuff. It's like it's monsters. They they getting everybody. But like one person in the village was like, I gotta get out of here. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get past the monsters and I want to leave. So that's what the movie really is about: the monsters and the person who want to escape. Eventually, the person escaped. And at the end of the movie, if you've never seen it, oh, well, you should have saw it. It's like a 15-year-old movie. So when the person escapes out of the woods, they get to a road. Now, I forgot a detail. The way the movie looks, it looks like it's pre-colonial. That's the interesting part, why the road is significant. The way the movie looks, it looks like it's pre-colonial era. So we're thinking like 15th century. I'm saying not 15th, excuse me, like 17th century, right? 17th, maybe 16th century. So with that being said, talking about maybe four or 500 years ago, but then the person came out to the road and this car drove by and they're like, what is this? You know, imagine you're living in, just imagine you're living in pre-colonial era, America, pre-colonial America, and then you walk out past the woods and it's like you're in 1975. And so what happened was it was a bunch of crime victims who were just tired of the crime and they decided to build a community in the woods. But the way they kept their children and families inside of the woods was to basically create this fictitious monster. And so that's what's happening to us. That's what's happening to us in America. And in that, in that scenario, is so many times with the irrational fear of racism, um, with getting us irrational fear of Trump, you know, it's just so many things. The irrational fear of um, COVID, um, the the fear, of, the irrational fear of COVID is unreal. I'm not saying it's not serious, but to justify these excessive lockdowns, people can't do this, can't do that. You're trying to kill everybody. You know, not totally ignoring the danger of lockdowns. Uh, people who drug abuse is going up. People losing jobs. Businesses being shut down. And who care about business if you did? Okay, well, the, the disease has like a point zero something two point zero two mortality rate. Over 99% of people who get it survive. So please stop acting like it's doggone Ebola. Y'all acting like Ebola is acting like, y'all acting like it's, it's a, a, a strand of Ebola with a high transmission rate. Actually, Ebola, because it's like, I think it's like a heavy virus, it doesn't transmit very easily. Like you have to like come in touch with somebody like really close. So, like, if somebody with Ebola was, like, in the same room as you, you will be okay nine times out of ten. You got to get, like, really close. I know that sounds weird. Like, I would be in the same room with somebody with Ebola. I would take that chance because that, to me, is, like, the worst disease ever. Like, something that liquefies your organs and blood coming out of all of your orifices. Like, no thanks. But the thing about it, my point is, is that the transmission rate is very hard to transmit to people. Like, you got to, like, come in contact with blood and, like, be really close. And why am I saying that? Because they're acting like it's Ebola with the that's highly that has an infection rate or transmission not infection but a transmission rate like COVID. Most people who get COVID don't even know they have it. And so when you have these doctors who came out and were like we're talking about it, and YouTube and all this, they shut it down. They like nope, because if people began to understand how absurd it all was, 
they're going to naturally rebel because rebellion is in our in our American DNA. You know, it's a good thing and a bad thing because we sometimes we rebelled in the wrong areas. But y'all know I criticize heavily the sexual revolution. That was a total disaster. It's just destroying society left and right. But um, beyond that, it just it just doesn't make any sense. So, like I said before, so I signed up for Parlor. Um, I've kind of wrestled with, you know, how do I get off of Facebook? And I don't use Twitter. Like, I, don't, I go look at Twitter just to laugh at what President Trump has written, but I do not use Twitter. I feel like it's a total waste of time because they're, they're the worst. Um, but I, I, I upload my content on Facebook and I've been doing it for a while. And so I'm kind of like, you know, because there's so many people who will spend their time and effort to build up a following and produce their content only for these social media giants to be like, you're done. We're shutting you down. Like, who wants to do all that for, for and have it all? Patreon does the same kind of thing. So in order to stop these people, we have to break out. So I haven't figured out my entire strategy yet of how, because I'm going to keep producing content, get my information out to people. But eventually my goal is to totally get off Facebook altogether. Because it's, it's only going to get worse. And the only way we can protect a free society is all of us use another social media platform. I mean, I understand you connect with your children and family, but we cannot continue to use Facebook at this level and then get mad when they censor us. We cannot. We cannot. So it's time for us to move on, people. It's sincerely time for us to move on. So with that being said, talking about censorship, Let's move on to the story of Ice Cube. Now, this is a really funny story because Ice Cube um, is no has never known to be a friend to President Trump at all, right? Um, he is a rapper, if you're unaware. And here's the interesting part of the story. So, Katrina Pearson, who is um, who works for the Trump campaign or an advisor for the Trump campaign or whatever. She tweeted out, you know, thanks for to Ice Cube for, you know, advising on Trump's platinum plan. So basically, uh, President Trump kind of did, because as we know, there are some disproportionate issues within the black community. And so he was just, it, um, Ice Cube advised him on part of the plan. And so nevertheless, people were all like, what, 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 what? So Ice Cube tweeted out, he was like, I went to both the Biden campaign and the Trump campaign. He went to both campaigns. He said Trump campaign made adjustments to their plan. Biden campaign said, we'll talk about it after the election. Now, forget Ice Cube, forget Trump. Just politics. Because that's why I say, and, I, and I, like I said, I reach back into um, Ben Shapiro's point about subject and predicate. And I really like that that point he makes. Because, again, people get too caught up on thinking Trump is a subject. He's not the subject. You are. And what's going, the story I'm telling you is what I want you to focus on, not the not the characters. Like, even in a lot of stories, you whether it's Shakespeare or or I'm, 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 I'm just all kinds of stories you read. There's a bigger message. You the message is what you should hear, not necessarily what the, the characters are doing. The characters are entertainingly telling you this message. And this is what I'm doing here. So forget Trump, forget Ice Cube. If you're telling me I want you to vote for me, and I want to say, okay, what are you offering me? And you turn and say to me, well, I'll tell you after the election. I'm not going to 
you, well, I'm not rooting for you. You're not going to tell me I will talk about it after the election. Then at that point, you have absolutely no incentive to do anything I'm concerned about. That's just dumb. I'm not even going to get into black people in the Democratic Party. I, oh, my God. I don't feel like having my blood pressure. I don't feel like stroking out on the screen today. But that's not even the point. Who does that? And so Ice Cube never said that he support President Trump. He never said that he endorsed President Trump. He didn't say he liked President Trump. He just simply put out the information. Like he said, don't kill the messenger. He said, I went to Biden's camp. I went to Trump's camp. Trump camp. They made some, he didn't say they totally did what he said. But he said they made some adjustments based on what he said. Biden team said, we'll talk about those adjustments after the election. That's all he said. And these fools are mad at him. They are mad at him. And he's like, this is crazy. He like, talking about the issues that impact the black community, he's like, that's a bipartisan issue. He said, we should be talking to everybody. And the same happened, remember, with Steve Harvey. After Trump got elected, Steve Harvey went to Trump Tower. That's why, like, Bob Johnson, the founder of BET, been working with the Trump administration all along. He talked out of both sides of his mouth, but whatever. Trump doesn't care. He understands how it goes. So, I mean, it's like, you got somebody in power who said, hey, I'll, I'll listen to what you got to say. You know, I've talked to people who've met President Trump. And they're like, he's really nice. Like, you talk to him, he'll hear you out. So it's like, if this man say, hey, I'll listen to what y'all got to say. Why would you not go talk to him when he's the most powerful man in the world? Only a total blithering dumpster fire idiot will say, oh, no, I ain't going to talk to him. We don't talk to him. You sound dumb. And they and the way the media and Democrats really got people fooled, like that's showing some strength. No, that's showing stupidity. That's showing stupidity. You don't ever sit here and give a politician your vote with no guarantees. That's dumb. President Trump is my man, but that's contingent upon the policy that he enact and advocate for. It ain't because I just love him. I don't know him. He is a politician, but as long as he continues on the path that he is on policy wise. Everything else to me doesn't matter. And apparently Ice Cube has figured that out and they mad at him. So now you got some other people. This is really funny. You got some other people from the woke crowd coming out defending him. And it's like, y'all really mad? And, and, and the funny part to me is like, we've been telling y'all, I've been telling y'all this since like 2002. 18 years. I've been a Republican since like 16. When no walkaway movement over here, I've always been a Republican. Because when I was like eight years old, I saw what was going on. I saw how the media and politicians and these churches, as a Christian, I'm, I am critical of the church. I absolutely, absolutely am. A lot of these churches to me are sorry. They are nice in the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are literally plantation owners and overseers for the Democratic Party and black community. They totally are. And that's what made me realize when I was like eight years old, I noticed that I'm like, actually before that, I'm like seven. I'm like, because the church I grew up in my past, it was real political. Now, why is this relevant? What does this have to do with censorship? So after that, Ice Cube was scheduled to go on Cuomo tonight, uh, Chris Cuomo show. You know, the anchor on scene, the little henchmen on the CNN, right? They canceled Ice Cube to go on the show. Now, love or hate Ice Cube, he's one of the most famous rappers ever. He's an actor. 
produced some extremely popping movies, some movies I really like. A lot of his, most Ice Cube movies, I like his movies. I'm not a fan of his rap, but I like his movies. Movies are good. They're entertaining. Some of them got good messages. And he was scheduled to go on Chris Cuomo's show. And after he put the DNC on blast, they canceled his appearance. And he put him out. He's like, so the powers that be canceled my appearance. He's like, they just didn't want to hear the truth. And so people are kind of like, dang, I guess those conservatives is right. Yeah, we are right. We've been telling you forever. You've been brainwashed by the media. They didn't want they didn't want a prominent black man on CNN calling out the DNC. Because guess what would have happened? A whole lot of people would have got red pilled. And here's the thing. Those people might not necessarily have went and ran and voted for Trump. But they at least would have said, you know what? The DNC is playing us. And they, at the very least, I'm going to be really honest with you. A lot of people don't want to hear this. But I'm so glad that Joe Jorgensen is getting popularity because a lot of people are from the Democrat people who traditionally vote Democrat are going to run and vote for her, which is going to help Trump. It's true. It's very true. It's going to help Trump tremendously because a lot of people realize how corrupt CNN and the DNC and social media platforms are. They're like, these people are so corrupt. They don't like Trump's personality. But they're, but they're not so stupid that they're going to sit here and vote for a bunch of corrupt liars and thieves and drug addicts and all these other people. And and uh, Joe Biden over here sniffing kids and all the other weird stuff. They're like, okay, we not we may not like Trump, but that don't mean we're going to vote for these people. So they're like, we is buying somebody else. It, it's absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And the thing about it is, is this is what we keep telling people. You are being brainwashed. CNN did not want a black man on television criticizing the DNC. It, folks, there's a reason why the DNC gets 97% of the black votes. It's not because black people are so dumb and clueless. It's because the influencers in the black community preach one message and keep other voices out. That's it. That's why they didn't feel the need to meet Ice Cube. Why, not? why would they waste... There is only 24 hours in a day. Why would they waste their time? Meanwhile, Ice Cube, when they said, we don't get 97% of the vote anyway. We might work on suburban moms, something we got to fight for. They they feel like, why waste our time? We might as well divert our energy to something else. But see, once Ice Cube would have went on there and called out the DNC, that would have picked off a lot of support. And they just couldn't have that. Because then they would have had to go and counter it. And they would have to divert their resources. So Chris Cuomo, being Andrew Cuomo's brother, who's who's speculated if Biden wins, his brother will be uh, the AG. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's just corruption at its highest level, folks. The media, if you turn on CNN or MSNBC or even Fox, expecting to be fully informed, you are misinformed. Now I think of a a quote from. Uh, a quote from, uh, what are they going to say? A quote from uh, Denzel Washington, I heard him say. He was like, if you watch the media, you're misinformed. If you don't watch them, you're uninformed. And that is so true. That is exactly what's happening. That's not like the best quote ever. If you watch them, you're misinformed. If you don't watch them, you're uninformed. So on some level, you, you want to watch it, but you don't watch it to get information. 
You watch it to try to see what, what BS they up to, if that makes sense. Not hoping to be genuinely informed. That's, you don't expect that. And it, it is so upsetting to me. It is so upsetting. It is so upsetting. And, and, I, and I really, like I referenced Ben Shapiro earlier, but I, I really share his sentiments about this. Hopefully, even though he didn't talk about Ice Cube in his clip, but to me, the Ice Cube story, the Hunter Biden, the, the, not even Hunter Biden, forget Hunter Biden, um, Twitter and um, Facebook censoring the New York Post story, these are also related. Check this out. And it turns out that the big story here is not, in fact, this Hunter Biden story. The big story is how our social media betters have decided there's information you should not see and you should not hear. And they are doing it on a purely political basis. There is no question about this. Now, I've been a big defender of freedom of the Internet. I've been a big defender against using legislation to crack down on social media companies. It makes it very difficult for conservatives to defend a laissez-faire view of Facebook and Twitter and various other social media companies when they act as overt organs of the Democratic Party and involve themselves in censorship of mainstream media outlets like the New York Post because they don't like the story. It makes it almost impossible. I don't think legislation is the proper answer to this question. I don't think the government overseeing Facebook and Twitter and controlling what they can do is the answer. But I sure as hell don't trust the people who are in charge over there if this is the kind of activity in which they're going to engage. This is egregious, okay? That's the actual story here. So the Hunter Biden story, that's bad, but it's just the predicate to the actual story here, which is the attempt to stop you, the American people, from being able to access information that you want. And an overt attempt to stop you from seeing bad information about Joe Biden in the three weeks running up to the election. That's madness. That's madness. These social media companies who purport to be platforms rather than publishers are now in the business of censoring content they do not like. Not on the basis of any neutral application of rules but on the basis of absolutely non-neutral application of rules. We'll get so, I hope people start waking up. Wake up, people, 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 wake up. So my last story, and it's ties, it may seem off subject, but it really ties into this, is what's going on in Virginia. So in Virginia, they recently passed a bill that it is illegal to discriminate against somebody based on sexual orientation and gender identity. Now, that on its face seems okay. Like, yeah, if it's the doctor or my attorney or the restaurant owner or the clothing store or a clothing store or whatever, um, uh, investment company or a bank or in any profession, a contractor, a plumber, a teacher, whatever. If, if you are a gay, lesbian person, like, who cares? I mean, fine. However, for churches and Christian schools, that poses a serious problem. And the reason why is because part of being a Christian is purity. And we have been warning people. I, let me finish my statement. Part of being a Christian is sexual purity. And if you have teachers at a Christian, say, elementary school or middle school, high school, um, or a church who advocate for behavior contrary to scripture and out loudly live lifestyles contrary to the Bible, then regardless of whether it's homosexuality, whether it's me saying that Jesus isn't the only way, 
me saying the Bible is false, you should try the Quran. I mean, anything to that nature that's contrary to the word of God means that I should not be working there. However, when it comes to sexual orientation and gender identity, churches are exposed and could be fined up to $100,000 for each incident if they will not allow people to work or at the school who live open rebellion lives against God. If I am hiring a new pastor, if the church is hiring a new pastor, no way in the world they're going to get up and put a man in a dress up there. Scripture clearly teaches God made them male and female, Old and New Testament. That it is a sin for somebody to fix themselves as the opposite sex. I'm not talking about women wearing jeans. Women, I have on jeans right now. That's not the same thing as if I went and tried to present myself and pass myself off as a man. Or if I'm sexually involved with the woman. That is sinful behavior. And so now, according to this Virginia law, churches could be really shut down in Christian schools. And so we have been warning people about this for years. Oh, you guys are just paranoid. You're just paranoid. You guys are overreacting. You guys are doing this and that. And the thing about it, folks, the thing is, the thing about it is that we're not overreacting. We're not overreacting. We have been trying to warn people for a very long time. And people will not listen to us. They just say we're paranoid. Because you didn't hear about it on CNN. The New York Times didn't write about it. You guys have to stop waiting for mainstream media outlets to tell you something before you're concerned. I had somebody tell me the other day, it's like, I watch news all the time. I always know what's going on. I'm like, actually, you have no idea what's going on. If you think watching the news means you have an idea or you're informed of what's going on, you're probably one of the most uninformed people around. And I don't mean to say that in a condescending way. I, and if I ever come across condescending or a jerk, I'm not trying to do that. I apologize. I, I'm just not. I, like I said before, it's not that I think I'm so smart. I'm not. I just pay attention. That's why I'm using this episode to thank my mama. It's not so much I'm just, oh, I'm so smart. Oh, look at me. I'm so smart. You're all so stupid. That's not it. It's just that I, my mama told me just to observe. And you don't have to be smart. You just need to be observant. That's all I'm saying. Just be observant. Be observant and don't be myopic. If you do those two things, you will not get fooled. That's it. That's it. But people don't want to do that. They don't. They don't want to do that. And, the, and their decision to not do those two things is why they systematically remain uninformed. So I just, this is only going to get worse. And if you put Joe Biden in power, it's only going to get worse. That whole equality act is going to virtually eliminate female sports. You're going to have men all up and through girl sports. And people act like, that's not <laughs> I should show y'all this picture. This rugby player here. You mean to tell me that's fair? Because he think he a woman. That is a grown man. A fully, he is huge. And because he called himself a girl. These little tiny women, I'm six feet tall. I am a big girl, okay? I am very tall. I need to lose some weight. I keep making jokes about it, but I really do. I'm trying so hard. But forget my weight. I'm six feet tall. 
And a lot of the women in this picture, they look all about 5'4", 5'5". They're small. At least I can maybe body them up a little bit. They're tiny. And we try to warn people that this is what the left is advocating for. But y'all, CNN didn't talk about it. New York Times didn't talk about it. MSNBC, NBC, ABC, they didn't tell me. So I guess it's not important. Oh. This is shameful. This is shameful. This is totally shameful. People need to start paying attention to what's happening on. What happened on. I can't even talk right. That's all of a sudden. It happened on. Wow. I guess I just made a new word. <laughs> what's going on? And I just pray that people will no longer be told what to think or even how to think. Just observe. Ask questions, observe, and don't be myopic. If you do those three things, people will not fool you. So thank you for tuning in to It's Solid Food. I am on all major podcast platforms. I'm on Parlor. Just opened, launched my Parlor page. So check me out. I'm just Christina Caramo. I was going to put something catchy, but I just like, you know, I feel God to me. Just put Christina Caramo. I'm like, all right. That'd be easy to remember instead of some of my, my catchy little phrases, right? So just check me out on Parlor at Christina Caramo. I am still on Facebook for the time being. And YouTube at the Christina Caramo Project. And on Instagram at Caramo the Great. That's Caramo the G-R and the number eight. And remember to be brave and bold because the gospel of Jesus Christ must be told. Toodles! Toodles!